1: details. What's up, Steeler Nation? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Welcome back to another week. Another week without Steelers football. If you were like me on Sunday, you kind of woke up and you, you were used to that feeling of, who do the Steelers play today? Who, who's the next team on the docket? And when you realized it wasn't going to happen, it was sad. It was very depressing. It was one of those situations where you kind of have that feeling where now you're not really sure what you're going to do. All of a sudden your Sundays are open now, and there's now only one game left. By the time you're listening to this podcast, the Pro Bowl will be a thing of the past. Not that you watched it anyways, not that anyone really cares. I sure as heck don't or didn't. But there is one game left. It's the Super Bowl. And I'll be talking about that throughout the week. But what I want to talk to you about today was why Antonio Brown and his situation continues to linger. I don't know why Pro Football Talk and, and uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, uh, those two sites could, you know particularly, just will not stop kind of talking about this Antonio Brown and the Steelers and this, that, and the other. There's other news this weekend that I do want to talk about, and it is about a wide receiver, but it's not Antonio Brown. I think the Antonio Brown situation is going to take care of itself personally. But what I want to talk about is the fact that Martavis Bryant, this came straight from his agent, he did file for reinstatement in the National Football League. Okay, so this gets the ball rolling for him to possibly return in 2018. And I say possibly for a reason. First and foremost, the commissioner does not have to grant his reinstatement. That's Roger Goodell, if you forgot. Uh, he could certainly say that he doesn't feel that Martavis Bryant has done enough uh, to warrant a uh, reinstatement. He's done that before with Josh Gordon. And hopefully, I think I speak for all Steeler fans, uh, when I say hopefully everything goes as planned and he's able to come back and be a part of the team in 2017 for that upcoming season. Uh, the one thing that strikes me as odd is on social media, whether it's Facebook or, or Twitter, uh, you can follow us on both avenues, uh, on Twitter at BT Steel Curtain and on Facebook, facebook.com backslash behind the steel curtain, I've seen several fans suggest that the, the team should just say, you know what, forget Martavis Bryant. Uh, you know, he's not worth the trouble. He's been suspended uh, twice now, the second one being the most severe, with a a year out of the league. And I keep on saying to myself, I don't understand where this is coming from. Uh, Martavis Bryant, and I'm not talking about the highlights and all that stuff, and, yeah, the crazy catches and, and the run-after catch, like his incredible run that he had against the Arizona Cardinals last year, if you remember when Landry Jones, it was 2015, I'm sorry, Landry Jones is the quarterback, he hits Martavis Bryant over the middle, and boy, what a run after the catch that was, and look it up, if you haven't seen it yet, maybe I'll try to uh, embed that into this article for uh, for those that check it out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, but anyways, I, I kept on thinking to myself, people must forget, not just how good this guy is, but what he does to the team and what he does particularly to the offense all right everyone that watched the Steelers from the preseason on to the AFC championship game this year in 2016 there was one undeniable facet that was missing and that was a true number two receiver and they they thought that they had something in place they really did And, and a lot of things didn't go their way Marcus Wheaton, everyone thought he's in his contract year, he's going to step up big, ends up having a really nasty shoulder injury, has to have surgery, he's on injured reserve for the rest of the year. Okay, so you have Darius hayward Bay, very inconsistent, good veteran, special teams guy. He ends up hurting his foot, and he's on the shelf for the majority of the season. Sammy Coates second year player everyone had big expectations based off of his divisional round performance against the Denver Broncos the previous year as a rookie comes out of the gate over 20 yards per catch and on a day that he has his best performance as a professional he fractures bones in his hand there's rumors that he might have to have surgery this off season to repair that hand, but whatever the reason, whether it's mental or physical, he was not the same and was basically nothing but a special teams player for the Steelers down the stretch. Eli Rogers played well, I think he lived up to, if not exceeded, any standards or expectations that people had of him coming into his first real season after he was on injured reserve his rookie year with a foot injury. And Kobe Hamilton came in, and he played well at, on occasion, but it's Kobe Hamilton. He's, a, he's been around. He's really not the guy that's going to be a difference maker. So what happens when you don't have a number two receiver? We saw what happens when you don't have a number two receiver. Antonio Brown, who is arguably the best wide receiver in the game, has to fight unbelievably hard for every single inch, every single yard, every single reception. Why? there's no one else on the other side of the field that requires the defense's attention. Not to the point where they would have to have their safety stay put, or they have to roll safety coverage the other way. Now, to give you some context here, if you look back to the games that Ladarius Green played, now Ladarius Green is no more Tavis Bryant, I'm not saying that, but the games that Ladarius Green played... Antonio Brown's statistics were vastly improved. Period. Why? Because all of a sudden, Ladarius Green going down the seam was something that the defense had to account for. They couldn't basically double-team or triple-team Antonio Brown every single snap. And if they did, Ladarius Green burned them. Jesse James is a good tight end, but he's not as athletic. He's not as uh, a viable receiver as Ladarius Green is. And that's just Ladarius Green, folks. What Martavis Bryant does, and this is something that Marcus Wheaton couldn't have done, this is something Darius hayward Bay, Sammy Coates, Eli Rogers can't do, is that is they are a threat. Martavis Bryant's a threat to score every time he has the football in his hands. You see these little dig routes that go the distance. You see screen passes. You see him going deep. He is a threat every time he steps onto the football field. And that's not the case with many other players, especially on the Steelers. Antonio Brown, absolutely. Le'Veon Bell, you bet. Anyone else on the offense in 2016? No. Not even a chance. Not even Ladarius Green, because if he catches the ball, he's not going to outrun anybody. But Martavis Bryant, well, that's a different beast. You put him across from Antonio Brown, and now all of a sudden the defense is saying, okay, if we're going to double-team somebody, who are we going to double-team? You're gonna take your bet, take your take your shot with Martavis Bryant. Or are you gonna take your shot with Antonio Brown, or do you just leave them both deep? Well, they'll just kill you underneath. And this is my point. I, I, the point I'm gonna make is rather big, but I do want to take a minute, and I want, I want to say, give a chance for our sponsors to give a shout out to all the sponsors out there for this show on behindthesteelcurtain.com.
0: Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
1: Okay, so the point that I want to make is that with Martavis Bryan on the field, the defense and how they react to him being out there is going to completely change the landscape of what the Steelers can and cannot do on offense. They can't load the box defensively and try to stop Le'Veon Bell. Why? Because you have Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown on the outside. You can't double Antonio Brown and leave Martavis Bryant single-covered on the the other side. or He's going to burn you one way or the other. And if you think Martavis Bryant's a bigger threat, if you leave Antonio Brown one-on-one, well, good luck. Period. This is why it all kind of ties together. Le'Veon Bell's a free agent. Everyone's talking about a franchise tag for him. Antonio Brown is going to be entering his last year of his contract. And although everyone's talking about trades... Last week on an episode of the Steelers Hangout, I actually talked about the pros and cons of possibly trading Antonio Brown. What I ended up coming to the conclusion is with this, when you look at this, for them to have the whole package of the killer bees, Martavis Bryant, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger, if, if Ben comes back, I think he will, this offense can be even more dynamic, even more explosive, even more electrifying and almost unstoppable with the offensive line that they have, with Martavis Bryant healthy, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, the defenses that they're going to face really don't know or won't know what to do. They are going to be able to manipulate the opponent like few have in the last few decades. Now, could they beat a team like New England? That's the big question now, is what do they have to do to be the Patriots? Well, I think if Martavis Bryant were in the game, it would have changed a lot of things. It would have changed a lot of things. But here's what I want to say. Martavis Bryant, there's a reason they kept him around. Okay, if if let's say Kobe Hamilton run into ran into the same issues that Martavis Bryant did, there's no chance he's still on the Steelers roster. Period. No chance. They're not going to tolerate that. They're going to tolerate players that can play. Players that are game changers. Players that are significant pieces of the puzzle that they think is a championship roster. And I agree. I really do. So, Martavis Bryant coming back will be, in my opinion, the last piece of the puzzle for this offense. He has a long way to go. I talked about that earlier. He has to prove a lot of stuff to Roger Goodell and his front office staff before they give him the green light, okay, he's back. But if and when he comes back, and if and when Antonio Brown gets his contract, and Le'Veon Bell gets his contract... Ben Roethlisberger will have a lot of reasons to come back because they will be playing for a Lombardi trophy and not just for the AFC North Championship. He is that good. He is a difference maker. And as always, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com will keep you up to date on this story and all the news pertaining to the black and gold. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of Behind the Steel.
0: Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation.